Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. So far in our podcast episodes, we have been studying the life of David. David was just a young boy when Samuel anointed him to be king over Israel. What David didn't know at the time was that he would have to go into hiding for many, many years as he ran from King Saul, who was trying to kill him. I'm sure that's not what David imagined when he was anointed to be the next king of Israel. But God never left David and was with him the entire time. Now, as time went by, Samuel got older. Remember Samuel? As a boy, he had grown up in the temple. His mother Hannah had dedicated him unto the Lord to serve the Lord all his days, and that's exactly what he did. He served the Lord, he listened to the Lord, and he obeyed the Lord. Whatever God told Samuel to do, he did. He became a spiritual leader for all of Israel. Finally, it was time for Samuel to go and be with the Lord. When Samuel died, all of Israel assembled and mourned for him, and they buried him at his home in Ramah. His death brought to an end the life of one of God's most faithful servants. He was zealous for God. Do you know what the word zealous means? To be zealous means to show excitement for and dedication to the things of God, to love God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. Samuel did more than any other person of his day to follow what was in God's heart. He was an example of a man who was faithful and blameless. He left behind him a reputation that places him as one of the greatest of God's Old Testament people. That is why all of Israel mourned and was sad on the day that Samuel died. They knew they had just lost a great man of God. I'm sure David was sad too. Samuel had anointed him. Samuel was the one to whom David ran for protection and guidance when fleeing from King Saul. And now David would continue to run from Saul. David would move from place to place in hopes that Saul would never know where he was. One day, David and his men moved down into the desert of Maon. A certain man in Maon who had property there at a town named Carmel was very wealthy. He had a thousand goats and three thousand sheep which he was shearing in Carmel because it was shearing season and every year they held a festival to shear the sheep where everyone in town and surrounding towns would know that it was time to shear the sheep. Do you know what it means to shear sheep? Every year in the spring the shepherds would cut off or shear the thick wool that had grown on the sheep during the winter. They would use the wool for many things, especially to make yarn and fabric for clothing. This man's name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband, a Calebite, was surly and mean in his dealings. He was not a nice person. While David was in the desert, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. You see, in all of David's wanderings and hiding, he had met Nabal's shepherds. He knew them. They had probably spent time together in the desert and in the fields as they herded their sheep, and David and his men would wander and hide out in the fields. 
David and his men would look out for Nabal's shepherds and sheep, and the shepherds would then pass on information to David and his men about what was going on in the cities and what King Saul was up to. But not once did David and his men ever steal anything. Even though they were poor and on the run, David knew it was wrong to take something from someone that was not his. I'm sure his men might have been tempted at times to steal some of the sheep or goats they saw to make a tasty meal with, but never did David allow it. So when David heard that Nabal was shearing his sheep at the festival, he sent ten young men and said to them, Go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Remind him that when his shepherds were with me, I did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. Nothing was ever stolen. I was always good to his men, and never once did I take anything of his. Ask him and say, Will you be favorable toward my young men, since we come at a festive time? Please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. David was asking politely if Nabal would share any of his sheep or goats for food with him, since he had treated him kindly and never stolen from him. Now David was in need, and his men were in need, and he was hoping that Nabal would be kind and generous. When David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name, and then they waited. What do you think Nabal will say? Nabal answered David's servants, Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I have slaughtered for my shearers and give it to men who come from who knows where? So David's men then turned around and went back. When they arrived, they reported every word to David. Put on your swords, David said to his men. So they put on their swords and David put on his. He was angry. About 400 men went up with David while 200 stayed back with the supplies. One of the servants told Nabal's wife, Abigail, Quick! David sent messengers from the desert to give our master his greetings, but instead he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us, and the whole time we were out in the fields near them, nothing was missing or stolen. Night and day they were a wall of protection around us. All the time we were herding sheep near them, they protected us. Now think it over and see what you can do because disaster is hanging over our master and his whole household. He is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. David will surely come back and do him harm for his wickedness and greed. Well, being the smart and intelligent woman that Abigail was, she lost no time. She had a plan, a plan that would save her and her husband from his foolishness. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five dressed sheep, five sayas of roasted grain, a hundred cakes of raisins, and two hundred cakes of pressed figs, and loaded them on donkeys. Then she told her servants, Go on ahead, I'll follow you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. As she came riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, there were David and his men descending toward her, and she met them. David had just said, It's been useless, all my watching over this fellow's property in the desert so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive one male of all who belong to him. 
Oh, dear truth-seekers, David was acting in anger. He was not happy with Nabal. And when Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, My Lord, let the blame be on me alone. Please let your servant speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. May my Lord pay no attention to that wicked man, Nabal. He is just like his name. His name is Fool. Because true seekers, that is exactly what the name Nabal means. Abigail continued, and folly goes with him. But as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my master sent. Now since the Lord has kept you, my master, from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, may your enemies and all who intend to harm my master be like Nabal. And let this gift which I bring to you be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's offense, for the Lord will continually make a lasting dynasty for you, because you fight the Lord's battles. Let no wrongdoing be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my master will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies he will hurl away as from the pocket of a sling. When the Lord has done for my master every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him leader over Israel, my master will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or of having avenged himself. And when the Lord has brought you success, remember me, your servant. Well, true seekers, that was quite a speech that Abigail gave to David. She was a wise woman to know exactly what to say to David to keep him from killing her husband. When David heard all that Abigail had to say, he said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. Then David accepted from her hand what she had brought him and said, Go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request. When Abigail went back home to her husband Nabal, he was in the house, holding a banquet like he was a king. He was in high spirits and feeling very good about himself. So she decided not to tell him anything until morning. Then, in the morning, when Nabal awoke, his wife told him all these things. And suddenly his heart failed him, and he became like a stone. Nabal lay on his bed for ten whole days, and then he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Praise be to the Lord who has upheld my cause against Nabal for treating me with contempt. He has kept me from doing wrong and has brought Nabal's wrongdoing down on his own head. Then David sent word to Abigail, asking her to become his wife. That's right, Abigail would now become the wife of the future king of Israel. His servants went to Carmel and said to Abigail, David has sent us to you to take you to become his wife. She bowed down with her face to the ground and said, Here is your maidservant, ready to serve you and wash the feet of my master's servants. 
Abigail knew that this was an act of kindness on the part of David. Even though her husband Nabal had been rich, none of that money would go to Abigail. In those days, women did not receive anything when their husbands died. Abigail was so grateful to David for taking her as his wife because that meant she would be provided for and protected. Abigail quickly got on a donkey and attended by her five maids, went with David's messengers and became his wife. Dear Truth Seekers, what are some truths we learned from this story? Did you notice that David was going to take revenge on Nabal? Didn't we just learn in one of our previous stories that David could have taken revenge on King Saul, but he knew it was wrong and chose to let the Lord avenge him? Why this time did David decide to take revenge on Nabal when he said it was wrong before? Well, David lost his temper. He became angry and forgot that it was the Lord's place to avenge him. David was not perfect. He had a moment where he let his anger overtake him. It would have been wrong of him to take such extreme revenge on Nabal. Thank the Lord for Abigail. She came just in time to remind David that he did not want to become king with bloodshed on his hands. She spoke wisdom and peace to David. And David was wise to listen to Abigail. He saw his wrong immediately. That's the good thing about David. David was always willing to admit when he was wrong. Even though Nabal was a wicked man, David had to let God be the one to right his wrongs. And he did. God received the glory in the end, and Abigail was rewarded for her faithfulness. Sometimes we may react in anger to wrongs done to us, and before even thinking, we want to get revenge or say hurtful things. It's important that in our times of anger, we do not sin. When you feel angry or hurt, the best thing you can do is take it to Jesus. He knows when you are tempted to get revenge or hurt someone because you have been hurt, and He will give you the strength to give it to the Lord. In the end, the Lord will right every wrong. We must place our hurts and our anger in His hands. When you are feeling angry, that is the best time to pray. Pray your anger to the Lord. He is big enough to handle it and take it and replace it with His peace and His joy. We also learn from this story how to be like Abigail. Abigail was wise, but she was also a peacemaker. Can you say peacemaker? I don't know about you, but I want to be a peacemaker like Abigail. She knew her husband was a fool. She knew what her husband had done was wrong, but she went directly to David to make peace. And there are times in your life when you can be a peacemaker. Pray and ask God to give you wisdom like he did Abigail. He can use you to speak wisdom and peace to others who are angry and hurting. You might just help them to calm down and not make a mistake they regret like Abigail did with David. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 1 Samuel chapter 25. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you see us when we are angry or hurt. You sent your son Jesus to die for our sin, but also to bring us healing. Through Jesus' death, he took our pain, he took our sins, and he took every wrong that was done to us, and he turns it into something beautiful. Jesus, we give you our anger and our hurts today. Help us not to try and get revenge on those who have hurt us, but let us release it to you and allow you to make it something beautiful inside of us. Also, help us to be like Abigail. Give us wisdom to know what to say and what not to say to those around us who may be angry or hurting. 
Help us to be peacemakers and bring your peace with us everywhere we go. Let us look for opportunities to spread peace to those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I also want to say again, thank you to those of you who have left reviews in iTunes. I read and appreciate every single one. Mama Tiff said, we are all loving the True Seekers podcast. Thank you for your sound biblical teaching and application for the whole family. My daughter always begs for please just one more story. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Mama Tiff. And a mom in Michigan said, our boys love to listen to this in bed. Her voice is calm. Her words speak truth. And they enjoy winding down to these Bible stories. I love how she relates the stories to us and helps kids understand the complicated stories of the Bible. Thank you so much for that review. I love it. I love hearing how you are all listening to the stories in your own way and time. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to our time together next week.